Welcome to Love and Other Investments, where we talk about finances, but more importantly, how finances impact relationships. My name is John, and I'm a financial planner. And my name is Jeff, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Hey everyone, I'm Jeff. And I'm John. And this is Love and Other Investments. Um, I thought we would talk about big purchases. Okay. I like making big purchases. Yeah? <laughs> Actually, I don't. They terrify me. <laughs> <laughs> they always have an element of fear, I think. I have this really strange thing my wife and I talk about all the time. I have, everybody has buyer's remorse at one point in time in their life. Yeah. I have mine before the purchase. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it hard to purchase. Oh, doing. yeah. We like uh, to travel occasionally, and every time we want to buy something, you know, whether I'm researching, you know, you know, I'll buy a car about every seven or eight years and, you know, start two years ahead of time doing the research. I'm totally like that. And same way with vacations and everything. Yeah. I totally nerd out on it. Yeah, the problem I'm, is, is by the time that I get actually to the, to the decision point, I've already totally regretted my purchase. <laughs> and, but then does it work out after? More often than not, it does. Okay. But there's just this really, just maybe I should talk to you about st- that. <laughs> sure. Okay, <laughs> but let's talk about disclosures right now. <laughs> Since you reminded me, I am not your therapist, nor am I any of the listeners' therapists. That's totally fair. And I know you're not their financial advisor or mine. Yeah, so I, you know, in my other life, I do, you know, uh, financial advice and financial planning. Um, and we're going to talk about some of the ideas, some of the broad ideas surrounding how you, in a relationship, think about and prepare for making big purchases. Now, what's a big purchase? A big purchase, typically we're talking about a home, we're talking about a car. Um, I would say, um, for just rough definition, just for today's argument, just to kind of help you play along, Jeff, Let's say that a big purchase is something uh, more than um, two months' worth of income. Okay. Or something that you're looking to finance for more than a year. Okay. So if you finance it for less than a year, it's not? For the argument. I mean, these are not professional designations. You can't find these in Webster's or anything like that. But it kind of gives a context to what we're talking about. Okay. Um, You know, you you can spend a bunch of money on a weekend... Um, and get in trouble for that at home. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Sure. Um, but it doesn't typically have the same power as buying a house. The commitment level isn't as long. Um, so, so let's get into it a little bit. Um, I think probably one of the things that, that we see a lot um, is that when people are looking at, and, and we'll just we'll work with a house for now. Okay. You know, house prices have gone up. Um, there's a lot of young couples that are trying to decide if now is the time to, you know, move from the renting market into the home ownership market. Sure. There's been a lot of relocation of jobs recently. Uh, people, you know, the great resignation, I believe they call it in the media. Mm-hmm. People have quit this job and gone to, you know, this other job. Uh, there's a lot of people that are working remotely. And so that means that maybe their job is in one state and they're seven states away. Yeah, for sure. So there's been a lot of change in the way that we work and in the way that we live and what kind of housing requirements we need because, you know, maybe we didn't need an office before and now we need two of them. Yeah. So as you're starting to look at making changes in, you know, in a house, you know, one of the things that I see more often than not is an underestimation of the unintended costs that go along with a move. You're talking about like, oh, we bought this great house and now we need to put 
furniture in it? It can be a laundry list of things, including a new washer and dryer. Um, <laughs> But it could, be, it could be lots of things. It could be, yes, we really love the house and we think it's going to be great and we can afford the payment, um, but those drapes have to go and it needs mm-hmm. a new deck and we want to make some changes here and there. And those expenses often are not rolled into the monthly budget. Sure. Uh, especially if you're buying a home that's a little bit older. Um, you may have gone through an inspection and the um, professional may come back and say the house is sound that doesn't mean that you're not going to have repair bills. Sure. And some of them could be significant. You could still have heating and air conditioning go out literally a month or two after you move in, even though it was inspected. Imagine that. Yeah. Um, you know, Murphy can show up at any point in time mm-hmm. and do damage to you financially. Sure. So the big thing first is, is you know, taking a deep dive into what are the expenses that come along with this. I call this the, the free puppy, right? The there free is, puppy. There is no such thing as a free puppy. <laughs> you know, the puppy like might that. be free, but the food and the vet right. and the carpet right. um, and the, the couch toys. that he chewed up and the toy, right. um, it just, I'm going to say it never ends, right? Yeah. And, you know, you can talk to people who've owned puppies before and find out how free they really are. Yeah. And you can talk to friends who've moved into homes. You can talk to realtors who've moved into homes. And you can get you know, family members that have moved into homes. And you can get an idea of what some of these um, unexpected things that, quite frankly, shouldn't be all that unexpected. Um, you know, and a lot of times we're giving up a lot of our savings for down payment money. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that we need to think about is, is that when we sign up for a mortgage, whether it's 15 years or 30 years or whatever your, your mortgage structure sure. that you're looking at, is you are making a commitment to make that payment every month mm-hmm. for all of those years. Right. You're not saying what your monthly budget's going to be now. You're saying you're having a big impact on what your monthly budget's going to be 14 years from now. Right. And I think, you know, if that's one of those things that you really need to measure twice before you sign up for that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think that gets us to... We'll talk about the second biggest purchase that, that we make, which would be, you know, autos, because we typically buy those on time also. And I think especially with what we've seen in the auto markets recently with prices going up and availability going down, um, there's almost kind of like a panic when you have to go get a car. Of, if I don't get this one, um, then I'm going to miss out. Sure. And feel yeah, the scarce. payment. Yeah, the feel of scarcity, you know, and, and you know, yeah, the payment's 100 more than I thought or. Maybe the payment is 150 more a month than I thought. You know, is that really that bad? And until you kind of figure out, hey, what's the insurance on this going to be? What's the gas? Has has gas gone up for you a little bit? <laughs> gas has gone up quite a bit for everybody. Yes. So, you know, I think we're back to you know, everything kind of has other costs associated with it, and it doesn't take too long of fifty dollars here and a hundred dollars here a month, and you find yourself in a position where the amount of discretionary income that you had is now not as available as it was before. Mm-hmm. And if you make that discovery into the second or third payment of 60 months, right, right, that can really create some havoc. It's, you know, you're reminding me that on the last car purchase I made, I searched online for total cost of ownership. Mm-hmm. And that helped me get the numbers you're talking about. 
not just the cost of the of the monthly payment for that car, mm-hmm. but what's it going to cost to insure, mm-hmm. and what are the maintenance costs, and what are the doodads I want to get, like the rubber mats, and you know how much is it going to cost to wash that car, and so on and so forth. You know, it kind of sounds like I'm sucking the joy out of the fun of just going and buying the sure, thing. Sure, sure. And I kind of am. And, you know, that's called yeah. being a responsible adult, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it may right. be the reason. We may have just suddenly discovered why it is that I have buyer's remorse before yes, I ever exactly. get the thing. Because right. just all the responsibility it's around it is so much quite more expensive than you thought it was going to be, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we've done one already on inflation. And we've talked about how much more expensive things have recently become. Yeah. And I have this current working theory that most families in America haven't really explored what inflation has done to their bottom line over the last six months. Yeah. They know things are tighter, but my guess is they probably have, if they didn't have credit card balances before, they've now got a small one. Mm-hmm. If they had one before, it's That's now slightly bigger. bigger. Mm-hmm. If they had savings before they went into this because they picked up some you know, stimulus money or whatever, right. they're probably allocating some of that stimulus money back into the monthly budget, and it's not what it used to be. Sure. And so there's kind of this hole in, in everybody's bucket right now that's draining. Yeah. And I don't think everybody's aware of it. Well, and I totally get why. I mean, I was a kid and probably not super aware of it at the time, but I think the last time interest rates were this high was maybe the 80s? Does that sound right to you? No. No, okay, we had... Tell me. Okay, so just because I'm a geek, um, I can tell you that mortgage rates in the late 70s and the early 80s were on the verge of 12 and 13%. That's crazy. Yeah, and you could get um, 10% on a CD down at the bank. Also crazy. Also crazy. Yeah. Um, we don't want that again. Right, right. So we're really talking right now, you know, mortgage rates in the 5 high fours to, to, to low fives. Yeah. Um, and you'd say, well, that doesn't sound that bad. It seems like we've, we've had that plenty of times, and we have. And in fact, it's much more n- long-term normal. But if what you were used to before was two and a half to three, and now it's at four and a half to five and a half, you're really talking for an average home, you're talking about as much as $1,000 a month of extra expense just to cover that debt service. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it is painful, but it's painful based on the change. Right. So I think one of the things that has to happen is couples have got to get a better sense of where their money goes on a monthly basis. And it needs to be current. And it needs to be um, somewhat comprehensive looking back. Yeah, we talk about this idea a lot, you know, finding your financial location, which means... Being able to know in a detailed way, in an accurate way, where your dollars are being spent and, you know, having them appropriately categorized so you can look at those categories and know exactly what they mean and also know how much dollars are coming in to, you know, to the penny, like Mm -hmm. in, in detail. Yeah. And the worst feeling in the world is realizing that you've signed up for something. You've signed a contract. And by the time you figure out exactly where you really are after you've signed that contract, you realize you probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um, It doesn't take too many hundred dollars per month 
to tip most families into pain, pain and debt. Mm-hmm. Most people are really good at um, signing up for expenses and building a financial culture around the money that's coming in. Mm-hmm. And when you have what we have right now, which is the double whammy of the things that you used to be able to buy for less are now more expensive. Mm-hmm. And the thing that you need now, which is maybe a car, maybe a house, things have gotten more expensive. Right. Let me say the house thing there, just another different way of saying it. If you move from one town to another because of a job change, and you're going from um, a house that is the exact same price between these two homes, but you're having to unload a mortgage that had a very low rate on it and go to the current mortgage rate, you may be buying the house for the exact same value, but your monthly payment is not going to be the same. And most of us don't have the wiggle room without a significant improvement in in income to pick up an extra $1,000 a month. And again, when you move in, it's not just the payment. It's all the other stuff. Yes. And so I think there has to be some real clarity. And I think people have to really be on the same page. And, you know, how many times have you signed a contract with your spouse um, where one of you was the primary driver on the financial decision around that contract? Sure. Not, not an optimal situation to be in. No. You both need to be on the same page of yeah. what is this going to do right. um, to our monthly expenses. Because right. it's not going to do it just to the first month. It's going to do it to every single month that you're on the hook. Right. And if you're not on the same page, then you just signed a contract that's creating tension in your relationship for however many months that contract is good for. Right. So if it sounds like what, what I'm trying to do here is scare you a little bit, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> okay. It's, it's not so much to scare you as just to... Um, well, to have your eyes open. Yeah, I mean, yeah. buyer beware. You know, that's that's an old idea. Sure. Um, you know, you don't want to um, do damage to your financial situation um, well, just, and, just and, because. And, and not just your financial situation, but your relationship. You don't want to do damage to your relationship. Right. So um, this one's going to be pretty short. But I think the thing that I really want to point out is, is we're looking at any time that we're going to sign our name on a dotted line um, to you know, sign up for payments. Anytime we're looking to finance something, especially in the world that we live in right now, which has so many moving parts, and quite frankly, almost all of those parts are getting more expensive. It's a really big, important time to be aware of how much room in our budget do we have. Have we inadvertently started actually taking on more debt recently than what we thought? Are the cost of the costs of the things that we're currently using getting more expensive, and are we aware of it? It seems like what you're saying is determining your financial location is more important now than it was, although it was important then too, because if inflation and interest rates are impacting our everyday purchases and we're not paying attention, then we're adding dollars to our expenses and maybe not knowing that so if we, if on top of that mm-hmm. we are then going to buy a car or a home we might be in more trouble than we realize my wife does this loving thing where i'll lay my keys on the counter mm-hmm. in the kitchen mm-hmm. and a lot of times she'll go hang them up on the hook uh-huh. i don't use the hook she uses the hook so you know i know where my keys were when i left them <laughs> but that doesn't tell uh-huh. me where they are right now yeah and i think a lot of us are doing that with our budget 
I know where my budget was six months ago. I know what it cost us to live a year ago. I know there's been inflation, but I haven't really done the work to see how it's impacting us right now. And what is that doing to our financial structure? And I need that information right now to make decisions, to make decisions, especially if those are going to be multi-year decisions or significant financial decisions that are going to impact the amount of reserves that we keep as a family. Yeah. So take a look and get in there and figure it out. Um, be aware and be wise about these decisions before you make them. Have open conversations with your Lots of conversations um, and bring other people in who can kind of help you understand what some of the unexpected um, expenses might be that go along with these things. For sure. So there you go. I hope that helps. Hey, thanks for listening. Please leave us a review and follow us so you don't miss an episode. If you'd like to learn more about us, please visit relational-media.com.